Hello to all my young, gifted black and female listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode five. On today's episode, girlfriends will talk about balancing friendships, family, and climbing the career ladder. I sit down with my friends, Nurse Brooke and El Cherie, and we talk about work-life balance in the young, gifted, and black female, love life and dating when the world is telling you to be independent, and entrepreneurship versus punching a clock. Please stay tuned for so many tips and tools on how to be an all-around good girlfriend. It is episode five of the P. Michelle podcast. Episode five is Girlfriends, balancing friendships, family, and climbing the career ladder. I'm here with two of my good friends. Uh, Nurse Brooke is back and another friend of ours, Miss L. Cherie. And I'll go ahead and let each lady introduce themselves and we'll get into episode five. So I started a platform in 2012 called the L. Cherie Alert. It is a uh, positive media platform where I enjoy meeting people like y'all and, you know, everyday folks and even celebrities who get to talk about their process in becoming celebrities or successful in whatever it is that they're doing and helping them also promote their um, products and their brands. So I've been doing that since 2012 and uh, my 401k is... um, at the airport. I'm proud to say I work for the Jackson Municipal Airport Authority in Jackson, Mississippi, the largest metropolitan airport in the state. And I am um, the Director of Communications, Marketing, and Public Relations. So I do quite a bit of stuff that I, the same stuff that I do for the Elsheree Alert, a lot of that ties over into what I do for the airport. It's a lot of fun, um, but that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Nice, Brooke. I'm just a nurse. I do a lot of everything. I am a girlfriend. Um, I'm a sister. I'm a mother. I've, I've had a few business ventures. Um, some not as successful as others. Um, some that seem to be very promising. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over the place. Thank you, Nurse Brooks. <laughs> so we know like your bread and butter, your primary source of income is nursing. Um, but that brings me directly into what I kind of want to talk about with you ladies today. Just being a girlfriend and balancing your friendships, family and the career ladder. Um, I want to talk first about our work-life balance. Like what is it like to balance work with all the other things that you aspire to do or want to do your interests versus giving up your time and energy to other people what is that work-life balance like for the young gifted and black female for me um it's really not a balance um right now I think like with everything that's going on with COVID nursing was just like thrown into a whole nother you know area of like of being so the nurse that I was prior to coronavirus versus the nurse that I am now is like two totally different nurses um, working two totally different amounts of time in two totally different environments. So right now I don't have a balance, like just being honest. So I am having to like sacrifice um, other, you know, other areas of my life, you know, me lacking in it. Like you said, P, you ain't seen me in God knows how long because I'm at 1000 people's job and I'm doing this and doing this and doing that. So I think that um, I just decided to go ahead and kind of like go hard on the nursing right now only because it's going to end. So the way that my money is going and the things that are happening right now, you know, if I focus on this, I can really set myself up to be able to do a lot of other things even after this is over. So currently my balance just really doesn't exist, but um, it will, it'll, it'll come back. And I think that that's an important part, just kind of knowing that there are some points where you will have to give more things attention than others. And then on the back end, you have just have to clean it up, you know, when it's given to you like that. And it's just how it came to me this time. Well, for me, um, I'm still trying to figure out my balance. Uh, I am a single mom, so I'm no longer dating. Not really. My 401k is very demanding. And I'm trying to 
rebuild my brand as well. Honestly, my it, it's been really hard for me to balance a lot. Um, and it's dealing with, you know, breakup and then realizing that I'm a for real single mama <laughs> and, and trying to balance all of that, her emotions and mine. And now I have to have all these different people around me to help me with her. So it's just, it's been a lot. So my balance has kind of been off, but I think honestly, um, after I took some time, I went through therapy, still going through therapy. And that's helped me figure out what's most important and prioritize my life and start putting things in perspective. And so once I really sat down and said, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to change my life. Here's how I want to enhance certain aspects of my life. I started putting things in perspective, putting me first, because that's something I don't normally do. And once I started doing those things and really paying attention to what put me where I am now, I have kind of started to build a little bit of a balance. Um, it's still rough. It's still hard for me. I think what we have to do is not be so hard on ourselves. We have to give our time, give ourselves time to process different things that's going on, especially with COVID and all that stuff that's going on. You kind of have to figure out, again, what's most important. I'm not really sure um, if I can really say that I have a balance or that I'm still struggling trying to find it, if that makes sense. Because like Brooke was saying, you, you think you're all over the place. I feel like I'm all over the place as well. So it's, it's really frustrating. But I mean, I, I understand what you I understand what you're saying. Um, and I was going to say, like, I, I think that I've come into being like accepting that the lack of balance kind of is the balance. You know, I think that for a while we we always try to like think that like it's this goal we're trying to get to like this balance. But like eventually you look at your role and you kind of realize like you know there are gonna be times when this is more important there are gonna be times you know when this is more important my kids are very demanding too like extremely I have an adult son my daughter's pretty much an adult she ain't but pretty much so I think that they have so much stuff going on but it's times when they don't need nothing it's times where ain't nobody gotta go nowhere nobody need no money ain't nobody flunking ain't nobody in trouble like life is just great you know and I don't have to give that so much attention but it's other times where everything is bad everybody flunking ain't nobody been to class nobody logging in on zoom the world is just crumbling down so um you know I've just kind of got to the point where it's like okay today's a day where work is good and my kids aren't the next day you know it might be something different and I kind of just roll with it you know what's it's interesting you know that you guys both mentioned the lack of balance which is why I want to have this conversation because talking about work like work life balance and the young gifted and black female is really hard to find balance and often it's just a thought that you know we're trying to figure out especially if you're a mom and you're a single mom you're always trying to figure out how to balance and make sure that you're giving enough of your time and energy to the right things. But, and I just wonder, is that even a conversation or something that men have to think about? In episode four, uh, one of my girlfriends from that episode talked about not being able to get a particular scholarship fellowship while she was in graduate school because she was pregnant. Like that's not a choice that a man would have had to make. And it's just interesting to me that we often have to overextend ourselves in order to achieve all the things that we want to achieve and have the things that we want to have. It's often a choice that we have to decide whether I'm going to give my time and energy to this thing. And to your point, Brooke, um, even for me in the pandemic, it's been a little bit easier for me to balance family time and that, because I'm an educator. So I'm, I'm working from home doing school but I'm also now more able to be involved in my son's school, which is something that I wasn't able to do as much while being an educator. You know, a lot of people think educators, kids are like on top of everything and educator parents are on top of everything. I started to realize in the pandemic, I'm not. I'm actually work, 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 going to work, serving the kids at school, serving the kids at school, outside of school, going to all their extracurricular events. And here my son is, going through school and I'm just making sure that the grades pop out. And it's kind of like that. It was like that for me growing up too, because my mom was an educator. So it was kind of similar, but what I have been able to find 
and appreciate in this pandemic is more time to spend with family and more time to spend on things that I love and enjoy. So like, that's the beautiful part that COVID has done for me is that I'm able to find the things that I enjoy doing while also having my career. Like, honestly, I'm not looking forward to going back to school in person anytime soon, but I'm not looking forward to going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm scared. Like, that's what I was just about to say. I am afraid. Like, you know, it's like we we were scared like April. Oh, my God, this disease is here. We're going to die. The world's going to close. And then it's like now we're like, OK, all I got to do is make sure I don't get it. Wear my mask, do this. So now we're used to this. And I can only wonder how we going to feel like when it ends, like the things that you grew to love or grew to hate. Like now when the world is back open, like, do you still love it? You still, you know, it's really <laughs> beat us to the core. Everybody's scared. I'm I'm at a restaurant right now. <laughs> I am scared, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, and honestly, before I got before I got to um, where I was going out or getting a little bit comfortable going out, and I actually had the virus, I was not going anywhere, literally. But I was going to work. So I haven't really worked from home. I did for baby a month. So that that took a toll on me. I actually got more work done at home, but coming back to an airport to work was a lot because you know any and everybody's coming back. Coming through there, people still flying like it ain't nothing. I mean, it's good for me, but at the same time, <laughs> it's good for me, but at the same time, it, it does kind of put us in danger. But honestly, with my position, I'm not necessarily always in the face of the customers but still um it's just really been hard um for me to be in that space and freak out because I got to go home to my daughter and I don't want to take anything back to her or my parents because she she when she get out of school she's with my parents so I feel like maybe I got them sick (laughs) when we did get sick because I don't know I'm working at an airport but it's a lot of different factors that play a role in everything that's going on with this pandemic. It's just, it's something we've never had, to, we have never had to deal with before. And I don't know if this, if we'll ever be able to figure out the kinks and how we're able to process what has happened. That has definitely, um, the pandemic has definitely shaped the way in which we get to interact with people and the way in which we get to show up as an employee or show up as a mom or show up as a girlfriend to our friends. Um, and then speaking of girlfriends, like showing up as a girlfriend to your significant other, like what's love life and dating like, and let's think pre-pandemic thinking about, you know, we're out here, we're these career women, we're driven, you know, we're focused on our career goals. What's it like dating in the world when the world is telling you as a black woman that you need to be, you know, I-N-D-E-P-E, you know, like how, why, like, what is, what is that like? What's the pressure or what was it like for you ladies experiencing, you know, I'm excelling in my career. I'm doing all this stuff career wise and that relationship piece, balancing the relationship piece while trying to be a professional woman. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Definitely pre-pandemic, you know, I did recently move to the DMV area. Um, I think I'll, I'll be two years in June. So, you know, not that long ago. I really didn't, you know, know many people here. I did a little dating, nothing like too, you know, serious or whatever. In the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I got into a, a serious relationship. And it's like one side of me can say like, you really don't, anything that started during this time, you really don't. Like, you can't judge it as a good thing or a bad thing. Because you really don't know. Like, this really ain't, you know, it's not a real thing. Like, to even be able to say, I've almost been dating this guy a year. And we've only been to the movies one time. Like, not because we didn't want to. But, I mean, caused us to be able to do a lot of traveling. Like, we couldn't get to the movies. But we could get to New York. Or we could get to, and I know I'm not supposed to be saying it. because of, But, you know, I'm going to say what I want to say. We wore our masks. <laughs> but we have been traveling. It's a song, um, her. I don't even know the song called. But one of the things in the song she says, like where where I am right now, maybe like this is all I have, you know, to give right now. 
Like she's telling him, hey, I get you need me to be all of this stuff. And maybe she tried, maybe she didn't. But like, uh, sorry to tell you, but right now, this is like all I have. Just this one, this is it. If this ain't enough, you know, I just don't have enough. And I think that kind of goes back to the balance. Um, I think that's what has kind of suffered with me. So, of course, jobs have gone through the roof. Nurses on high demand, like, you know. So, yeah, my relationships have suffered. Even with this lady right here in this camera. I I, I haven't been over there. I ain't seen part, you know. So, um, you know, I will say, too, I think that anybody that you make it out of this with, like, if you make it out of this coronavirus with whether a friend, a man, or whatever, if y'all make it out, I think they will we'll have these relationships like forever because this has been some hard shit for me so I agree 100% uh, well mine didn't but um, it's okay because <laughs> you know that just means better is coming you know the other part of it is so pre pandemic I think what worked was feeding off of each other so when you're able to feed off that person, like they can help you, they see some weaknesses in areas when you're trying, like my business, per se. So if there's some weaknesses that they see or they know of some things that um, I can do to enhance and they actually have the skill to do it, that has helped. Um, if understanding off the bat, hey, I'm a businesswoman. I want to have my own business. I'm very ambitious. These are the things I try to be upfront. And though that has helped me. So whenever that person couldn't hang or if I knew there was I don't wanna say jealousy, but you know how sometimes some men just don't they don't really you know what I'm trying to say? So they don't really it, it doesn't really work with them if you are breadwinner or if you are like really out there making things happen but they can't seem to figure it out for themselves. It's it's a tug of war on power, in a sense. So that has happened in the past, and I had to, like, okay, bye. But <laughs> um, it's trying to find that balance with somebody who understands that you are an ambitious woman. Yes, you are independent, and you can be independent. You don't necessarily need that person, but you would like to have that person to help you along the way as far as the process. That's what I want. I have like a major, I don't know, the people or the the population of people that I am so compassionate about are probably like the weirdest population ever. But like I, I've been in that place of having a struggle and I've been in that place of not being able to figure it out, bro. I didn't went to college. I didn't graduate. I didn't did all of this stuff like and I still can't seem to get it, you know. And I've been in all of these massive holes. So like and I've had people too. I feel like do me like that. Like I've been in situations where men were like, oh, well, I got my career. Like I know what I'm doing. And like, what, what you doing? Like, so I just remember like how that makes you feel like how, which has probably caused me to like overextend myself in, you know, in situations like that, because, you know, I do think back sometimes and be like, dang, like I, this is a, I don't even know, should try to tell you, but I remember I needed help with a light bill one time. I don't even remember how much light it was. Y'all, I told the guy that I was talking to, he was like, I never dated a woman that could not pay her light bill. Like when I tell, like I, I probably will never, ever, ever forget just like how that made me feel. So hey, let me pause you real quick though, because I do want to lift this part up because this was in Jackson. And I just want to be very specific that the energy bills in Mississippi are quite ridiculous compared to the energy bills that I have paid here. It was um, like it, it was almost $400 and it might've been for two months, but it wasn't for no four months. Right. My so. monthly bills in Mississippi, my electric bill would always be somewhere right around 150, if not less. I've never paid a $60 electric bill on the East coast. So I do want to specify that part for the, for the male listeners who are out here and like, I get it. Like I ain't dated a one, but those Mississippi bills, quite ridiculous and your income like your debt to income ratio in mississippi doesn't match up to the things that you have to do yeah but even still it was just a time like that i was in need like you know if i ran into that same person today i don't need help with my light bill you know i, I have a whole nother kind of light bill like you said my light bill ain't even as much as it used to be so 
you know, I do think that we do have to take that into consideration, like pre-corona, during corona, post-corona, like you do just always have to be mindful of the spaces that you meet, you know, other people in because everybody that ever played me on some stuff like I can't pay my life bill. Like I'm so much further than that now, but that was hard for me. Like that was very, very hard. Like being it, you know, so that does cause me to kind of, I, I do have a, a heart for people that are very driven, but maybe just can't really just put, you know, like, I got this drive. I got a dream. I got, I just don't know where to start. Cause that'd be me all the time. Like, shit, I don't never know where to start. You know, I have all these ideas of stuff I want to do. Like you said, that still like causes women. I think a lot of us have that everybody got this like little soft spot you know for different people or situations and then it puts us into spaces where we kind of overexerting ourselves you know what i'm saying like you said are you doing what you need to do for yourself are you putting yourself first are you no we we really don't do that mamas don't do that black girls don't put themselves first because we've been mamas damn near as long as we've been alive or you know it's just like the focus is always so different. You know, to bring it back to one of the things that Cherie said, she mentioned like the jealousy in a relationship. Like I'm career driven, I'm an ambitious woman and I don't want to call it jealousy, but Brooke trying to kind of chimed in, name it what it is. That is what it is. And there is like a level of jealousy. And sometimes we often dim our lights, which brings me back. I did not start this episode with an affirmation. So I definitely want to pause right now and bring our affirmation for today into the space because that dim in our light is a part of the affirmation. The affirmation for episode five is I am a light and I cannot be dimmed. That's important. It's important for young, gifted and black women to realize don't dim your light for anybody. Don't allow people in your space that make you feel like you have to make yourself small so that they can feel better about themselves. And the reason I asked the question about love life and dating when the world's telling you to be an independent woman, a lot of times as a young gifted black woman and you're coming up, you're on your career grind, but at the same time you're having to learn how to, you know, be little in certain spaces so that you don't so that you don't negatively you know, impact the people around you or so that you don't make them feel a certain way about you or so that you don't come across as too cocky or too ambitious, you know, and they often tell black women to tone their ambition down or they label it as aggression or anger. And it's just so hard to continue to be in that space. And it makes it hard to date. It makes it hard to be in relationships. I don't know if you ladies have been watching um, the guy, Kevin Samuel, his viral video where he told that lady that she was average at best. So I've started watching a little bit more of his podcast series and I can see what his intentions are because he's talking to a particular woman. He's not talking to independent women. He's talking to a particular woman who's trying to basically find herself with a baller without doing much. So I get it. I get it. You're saying all of that, but I'm just talking to the young, gifted and black women. That's who I'm talking to. And it's not okay for you to dim your light because somebody else needs to feel better about themselves. He was so like, I, he, he didn't necessarily have to like go that far, but like I, I did go back and watch the whole thing. And like, once I watched the whole thing, I'm like, yes, yeah, sis, like you kind of asked for it. Like, I ain't saying he had to do her like that, but like, Come on, cause I, you know, you know, I'm wouldn't, you know, not saying that was okay. She might have could have hit a little dimmer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and and it's about it's about what you're looking for. It's about your goals. Yeah, and and that's I get it. Like if that's what you're aiming for, then you are gonna have to be what those type of men are looking for. But at the same time, like I said, I'm speaking to women who are career driven, women who are focused, women who are ambitious and the men who love those women. I'm talking to those people. You don't have to dim your light. And as Sheree mentioned earlier, you guys should feed off of each other's energy. You have to find you somebody who is pouring into you. You have to find you somebody who's invested in you. I mentioned in episode one that I had that boyfriend in high school who was super like invested in me and had vision for himself. Wasn't the best boyfriend because we were kids. But at the same time, like he was interested in my success and his own success. And it wasn't like, I want to dim you. 
And same now, like Brooke mentioned coming, if you come out of a pandemic with somebody, then that's, that's, it is what it is. And just recently, like I've been seeing a guy for a long time in the pandemic, things have become clearer in our relationship. And it's always been a, a give and take type situation where we're both, you know, kind of pouring into each other, but at the same time, like iron sharpening iron type situation. And I'm starting to realize that there are other perspectives to things. And I'm starting to realize that you don't have to always be right. Cause like, that's my, that's my thing. I'm a Capricorn. I got to always be right. I am always right. But look, and even when I'm not, I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I know how to be like, you know what? You might be right too. Like I've been able to do that. So it's very hard though, because like the world will tell you so many different things about like how to date, how to be in a relationship, but it's super important that you learn how to be a partner to your partner, take interest in the things that they're interested in and pour into that, help them find that thing. Um, Sheree, you mentioned that, you know, that was one of the things that was present in your relationship. Um, And I just think that it's important for young Black women who are dating or finding relationships that that's something that you take into consideration. How is this person helping add value to me? What value am I adding to them? Is it worth it for me to maintain this because we are building versus I'm having to dim my light or they're not good enough. It's how can we do this together? Which kind of leads me to the next question. Entrepreneurship versus punching the clock. I know both of you ladies have had some business ventures and I want to talk about being in a career versus creating your own thing. I know this pandemic has created this thing where everyone knows We need to figure out how to make passive income. And I know you ladies are farther ahead of me in that passive income, creating and building your own brands because y'all started before I did. And I know that building a brand takes time. So I just wanted for you guys to kind of talk to the women that are listening about, you know, the entrepreneurship versus being on someone else's dime. I just think that, um, first of all, you have to take care of what takes care of you. That's first. That's always rule number one. So like for me, uh, my main job, I hate my main job. I, let me say it 55 more times because I hope they listen. And I won't, but please. Um, but like I have goals. I have all this stuff that I like have to do. So again, weigh your options. Like, is it so bad that I don't want to be here? Or, you know, so I'm still there. So obviously it is. But I said that to say that that job that I hate is what funds my dream it funds the things that i do for leisure but it also funds my business ventures and um one thing about a business it's gonna cost some money to start it you need some time you need support you need all of that but you got to have some bread i don't have that that story of just um oh i'm mad i quit my job the next day girl i had a million dollars no that ain't my setup that ain't you know that's not how my my stuff goes but when I fund these business ventures and when I do these things that um I want to do and I look back and it's because of this job that I mean I probably will punch the clock for as long as it does not really interfere with but it's really interfering with everything but I guess I guess until my personal businesses can pay me what they pay me maybe I should say that then that would make it worth it. Um, but until then yeah I think that um us young black gifted women you know we are equipped to do both. Like we just are. And we still going to be single mamas and we still going to get cute and fly and go out. And we still going to hop back in school if we want to. Like, it's just kind of what it is. We make it happen. Like I said, I ain't ready to spread my wings and jump and be like a full entrepreneur yet. But um, I'm definitely working that job to set myself up to be able to, you know, let these, you know, businesses, companies, whatever ventures go ahead and, and take me on. So now I don't think nobody like punching the clock, but it is comfort. And comfort is very good too. I know that 100% entrepreneurs. I know it's hard sometimes waking up and you don't know where you're going to get your next dollar from. That's a lot of stress. I mean, it has to be. the. That's just like the path that I've, you know, decided for right now. I be wanting to quit every day. You know, I be ready to quit that job every day. But then it's like, oh, well, LLC costs $196. Mm, I ain't that mad. I ain't that mad. I ain't that mad. I'll stay. I'm going to go to work tomorrow too. 
So you do that every day. <laughs> Eventually, you'll have all your business in line and you'll be able to leave. Well, I was going to say uh, I'm in the same situation. So, you know, I have a 401k, but I also have the LSHR alert. But at the same time, the LSHR alert does not pay me nearly enough for me to just jump ship. Plus, as a single mom, I have responsibilities. So I have to be realistic about what it is that I'm doing and the goals that I'm setting and my plan moving forward. I was literally just having a conversation with my dad the other day about if I could just make, if I could just match what I make in my 401k, then yeah, bye. But until I can do that, I need to continue to have this position so that I can take care of myself, take care of my daughter, have insurance, all of that, um, because it's a lot. And I think a lot of people look at being entrepreneurs a glamorous thing. It's a lot of work because I had period. There was a nine month period where I was laid off. I was working for the chamber. I worked there for six years. So for about nine months, I didn't have a job. All I had was the L Sharia alert. So I had to make that stuff work. So that wake up in the morning not knowing how I'm going to help. Because me and my sister was living together at the time. It's like, how am I going to help pay rent? How am I going to help? Pay the light bill. How am I going to, you know, all this stuff. I had to really grind. I had to really, like, push it, come up with stuff um, in order to help put dollars in my account so that I could take care of what I need to take care of. So that that's very stressful. And then it's long hours, whereas my 401k, I'm clocking in for the most part. I'm clocking in at 8, I'll clock it out at 5 unless there's some kind of emergency. After that, when it when it comes to like having your own business, there are no turn on and turn off hours. You got to get it, period. Especially if that's all you were lying on. So it's not as gram- glamorous as people think it is. And yeah, we all want to be millionaires. We all want to be able to do all these different things, but you got to work with a process to get there first. But you also got to be smart. Brooke, you said something about, you know, um, having the funds to take care of whatever you need to pay for because you gotta have the bread to be able to start stuff websites are not are not cheap the llc's are growing up i mean all these different apps that you need to take care of the different stuff that you need for your website or applications for people to purchase your stuff or your brand putting brands together all of that i'm my sister i've been watching her and her friends they just started their llc and they're trying to figure out okay how do we move strategically to make sure this stuff is done but they didn't jump ship you know they still have their 401ks so that they can help fund their other and then doing other things on the side to help fund the business that they want so they can cut all the other stuff off so i don't think people really understand that and then on top of that there are grants and stuff people don't know about honestly I mean, I applaud people. Y'all know K King, of course. I applaud people like him. I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how they do it. But the the one thing that he did that had me like, God, why can't that be me? Was when he baked that cake with that resignation letter on the top. That was the most awesome thing ever. And I'll never forget that because I was like, Lord, why can't that just be me? And I don't even know how to make a cake, but I can put a mean cupcake together. So I was like, <laughs> Why can't that be me? I put a flash card and a flash drive in there with my resignation letter, but I'm not there yet. I can't do that. So until I get to that point to where I can, then I have to continue to grind on that end. And like you say, you got you to gotta mind a business that pays you, but if you also want to have this other life, have your own business, work it, and don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. You got to put in the hours. You got to put in the time. You got to find your balance in it. Because if you don't, that'll fall apart. And honestly, that's what happened to me. My business started, um, I don't want to say failing, but if I'm being honest, I'm going to say failing. Because I wasn't putting that much work into it. But it was other stuff dealing with that. Having a kid, dealing with postpartum, depression, and all that stuff. Not even knowing what the heck that was. And try to figure that out. Keep keep your 401k. I would never tell people to jump ship unless you got a good investor <laughs> or some some money, a, a nice little goose egg on the side that's gonna help you catapult that business, whatever it is that you're doing um, to the level that you're trying to get. To. And I'll say this too. Um, I think we don't take stuff serious enough. Like we just don't. All of the from body by Brooke to like y'all. 
created probably like back in 2015, which is at this point what almost six years ago, like I had got very serious about credit, found my credit score like 400, like built my credit all the way back up to like, like always had a love for the credit and the challenges of trying to get stuff removed and writing letters or whatever, but didn't take it serious. Now, here we are, 2021, I find myself still in these same situations, trying to help people with, um, you know, credit situations. Now I've moved into, you know, gotten information about business credit and all of this and all of that. Um, I think that now, even though it's 2021, like, P, you just said, oh, well, y'all started before me, I'm behind. Yeah, but it really don't matter because we didn't mess up so many times or fell off or stopped taking it serious so many times that we damn near all even, if you ask me, like, we even. But the one thing that I promised myself I was going to do this time is write everything down, everything that worked, everything that didn't, every sale, every purchase, like everything. I was going to take it serious, like from the jump. You know, the one thing that they taught us without these SBA loans, you ain't got your paperwork in line. We ain't got nothing for you. I missed out on a lot, a lot of free money that I probably could have gotten had I had all of my business in order. So. I do just think that we got to take our stuff more serious. Like, I know sometimes you look, you might look at even like the credit stuff. I'm like, oh, everybody doing it now. Or, oh, people don't really need my help or this, this, and that. No, like, we just got to stop being like that and really take our stuff se- real serious and write it down. And, you know, I think that's the only way we're going to be able to help each other, too. Because, like, one thing that my pastor always used to say is that success leaves clues. Anybody that was ever successful in anything, you can go back and almost look at their trail. If you can do what they did, you can be successful too. Yeah, so I like that you lifted that up about not taking it serious because that is important, right? Because um, Elshree mentioned it too. A lot of people look at entrepreneurship as like some kind of glamorous thing or being your own boss, but they fail to look at the actual work behind it. Or you often see the finished product. You know, there's that Denzel video out there. You fail multiple times. You fail nine, 10 times. You get right back up again. So to all the listeners, I want to go ahead and drop those gems again for you. Mind the business that pays you. Don't be dumb. Okay, keep good records. That's what Brooke just mentioned. Write everything down. Take it serious. And then one other thing that wasn't mentioned yet, but go with your ideas. If you have an idea or a vision is worthy. Somebody wants what that is that's been placed on your heart. I was having a conversation with my cousin last week. We were talking about just building the P. Michelle podcast brand and how what direction I wanted to go. And she was saying, it doesn't matter what somebody else is out there doing. Everybody's going to have their followers. If somebody else has an idea or they're doing a thing, somebody else is selling sweatshirts, you can sell sweatshirts too. You just got to make sure that your followers are into the thing that you're into. So it's important when you're building brands to really take them seriously, take good notes, reach out to the people who are doing the things that you were tr- aspiring to do. And as Brooke mentioned, follow their path. And if you if, if they did those things of taking good records, then you'll know what worked and what didn't work. You definitely got to take note of those um, the mistakes along the way and see them as lessons. Like there are no losses, just lessons. I think I've said that a couple of times before. Everything is a lesson. I was going to say, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was just going to say, I had this conversation with my cousin. She's starting a business and it's a business that a lot of people have, like a lot of people have. So my whole thing is what's going to make yours different? I told her to do exactly what Brooke just said. You've used different companies before that some for the venture that she's trying to start. And I was like, you've used a lot of them because she travels all over the place. I said, what was it about that stuff or the people that you dealt with, the companies that you work, work with that you gave your money to? What was it about it that you absolutely did not understand or did not like? Okay, so take that, put that on your nail. I had her make a yay and nay list. Write down everything that you hope, dream, wish of, I don't care how elaborate and crazy you may think it sounds, put it all on your yay list. Everything that totally turned you off about dealing with a company when it comes to tourism or whatever, put all that stuff down. I mean, any and everything, nothing's too big, nothing too small, put it all down. And I said, that's where you start. Because a lot of times we are just looking at Especially when we're trying to we get overwhelmed and we start thinking about, I don't know where to start. Everybody else is doing this, but nobody's doing it like you. So don't worry about what somebody else is doing. I just told Brooke that earlier. <laughs> nobody's going to wear that like you, you know? 
So you can't try not to be the horse with the blinders on. You know, stay in your lane, do what it is that is pushing you because there's a reason why you want to do it. There's a reason why you've had that seed implanted in your head that, hey, I can do this. You just need to follow through with it. Don't look at what somebody else is doing and say, oh, I can't do that. Or they are far advanced than I am because you may have something that they never even thought of. And then research and see what other people are doing. And so I I think the whole listing thing, and I'm actually going back and I'm kind of starting from scratch with mine and my rebuilding because I'm like, okay, there's some things that I didn't do before when I just literally leaped in it. Now I'm going to go back and to square one and say, okay, I needed to start here. What is it that I don't like about my own stuff? You know, what do I need to change? What is going to help me communicate better and relate better to the people that I'm trying to reach? So I think we need to, to do those things as well and just not be too hard on ourselves, but really pay attention to what it is that we want to do, how we want to do it, and like really push it. And my charge even to both of you would be, you know, now I sit back and see, um, this is this is so crazy. Y'all know what Fiverr is? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the only thing I've ever really used Fiverr for was like to make a logo, more so like digital, like animated, you know, kind of things or whatever. So I'm just thinking, you know, one day I'm just like looking or whatever and I'm like, Mm, I wonder, like, what's the weirdest or craziest thing that, y'all, it's people on there, a girl's like, I'll teach you how to sing, $5. She done sold 500, 500 people that paid this girl $5 to teach her how to sing. I don't even know if she can sing. No, I don't even know, like, people are selling their services. I think that their services are, like, the, the thing that you know how to do. So, the El Sharia alert. Somebody's going to come along. I could even go out on a limb and say something. Some thousand people are going to come along and want to do the, the same kind of thing. Like at that point, El Sharisha should be able to teach that. Like El Sharisha should have a booklet of huh, what I have right here is what you need to know. You know, like they said, the game is to be sold, not told. So that's another reason why I'm keeping up with everything this time, because if they pay six, five dollars to teach them how to sing via a Zoom call, I got some stuff I can teach you, too. And even though I think what I'm going to teach you is going to be worth more than $5, like I said, when you're reaching the masses of million, a million people, if 10 million people ask that girl to pay her $5 to teach her how to sing, she didn't got to a, a serious bag. Yeah, so that's what I think. Like, I think that we don't even know. Like, we don't even know all the stuff that we could teach people. Like, we don't even know what's inside of us. A friend of mine, Roderick Singleton, y'all probably know Rod. Now Rod is teaching about a Bitcoin, you know, and he's having his seminars and charge and selling that like people are, you know, selling their knowledge. That's why I went through this. I went through this so I can be able to help somebody else, but maybe not for free, unless I decide I want it to be free. That if we do those things, you know, we'll be able to look back to and say, okay, hmm, I spent money on that, but I shouldn't have because I didn't need that. I really needed this first. I needed that, that, that. So like I said, once we've gone through all the bad parts of it, once the book is complete, it's kind of simple at that point. If I give you this book, all you got to do is do these things and you should be fine. Even your podcast, see, somebody might be sitting up like, oh, dang, I wish I... Yep. You just you wanted a podcast. I've been saying it for the longest. I don't know where to start. Oh, it's 100 apps. Yeah, I don't know which one to pick. I don't know how to... I, uh, but who knows? P? And P needs to be making sure how to start a podcast, $15. One million people. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, no. And it's, it's interesting because there are like all of those different advertisements that'll pop up on your Instagram and your Facebook about how to start a podcast. And some of them, it's like sign up for my free webinar and the webinar is free, but then they sell you these other materials for like $15, $20. And the thing about it is, like you said, people are selling their knowledge. So it's time for us to start thinking about what are the things that we are giving away that we could actually you know, charge a little bit for, and you don't even have to charge a lot because it's reaching all these people anyway. And you just are charging a little bit. So we definitely have to rethink what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to be an independent woman. We have to rethink some of those things. And, you know, I named this episode girlfriends and I named all of these episodes for those of you who are continuing to watch and keep up with what's happening. All of them are named after Black shows that were highly influential in my life growing up. Um, Girlfriends was one of those. And I remember when Tony branched out to start her own real estate firm and 
it was hard work. It was a struggle, but she had these elaborate ideas that she wasn't coming down for. She wanted it to be an experience, you know? And then when I think about when Joan wanted to start the restaurant, she had a certain type of experience that she wanted to bring to the table. And people want to experience, there's someone out there who wants to have the same experience that you're willing to offer. So I just say, jump into it. Don't be afraid to fail because it may actually land. And if it does fail, just revisit it and revamp it. And that's all that you have to do. People have been doing this for years and creating generational wealth and that's how they've done it. And I think it's time for us to start to start bottling up some of the things that people take from us for free and put them out there for retail because why not because they're getting it for nothing anyway so why not so like yes i have to get this youtube channel going like right now i have this free podcast that has advertisements but i have to get this video onto youtube because youtube is what's going to pay me for it but at the same time i'm not quitting the thing that i'm passionate about that i love and this this avenue allows me to do both because i'm here on a weekend basically having a conversation with my girlfriends and it's not really that big of a deal. Something I would do anyway in creating that work-life balance. So it's super important to think about because I felt like there's a void of Black women voices, but there's a movement of Black support and Black women helping and supporting each other. And I said, how can I put those two things together if I have 20 followers and listeners or if I have 20,000. What's, you know, what's the harm to me? Because I'm still having these conversations with my friends and we're just making it available to other people to get this knowledge at the same time. So I think definitely mind the business that pays you, keep good records, take it seriously, go with your ideas because somebody wants to hear what you have to offer or experience what you have to experience. Um, That's one thing I learned from um, uh, Jay Lee. I'll put that out there. It's not just a show. It's an experience like that's what I learned from Jay Lee. And we've all worked with Jay Lee doing his shows. And it, it really is. It's about the experience that you provide to people and whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. And if you want it to be a great experience, then the people will love and enjoy the experience. So put it out there. And if you need it, you got to know that somebody else needs it. Like, it's no way that we think that we're the only person in the world that needs anything if it's something that you need right now please believe it's one million other people that need it too so we definitely got to know that um you know know that as well so um yeah that's good and i'm glad i agree with what you said about there like women not being able to have voices and i was gonna go out on a limb and even say we need these kind of platforms because women are gonna start being quiet because y'all ain't listening y'all ain't heard shit you don't believe me or you think that what I'm talking is just something that I've made up so I think women are we kind of like black women for sure like we tired of being played and kind of giving all this free game and you know somebody else turn around and take it and it's golden because that person doesn't look like me or you know it's time out for that so we definitely need these because black women finna really start being quiet like we're gonna start peeping hmm this ain't nothing they go well for free because this is golden. It took me 36 years to get all of this. There's no way you think you're going to get it from me for free. Like it don't, it don't work like that. That's right. I, I agree 100%. And I think a lot of it is fear. For me, I can say it's fear because even though I've had people for years like, oh, Shree, you do an excellent job. You know, we love your platform, blah, blah. And I'm still like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. I don't know where I'm going with this because it's really taking me for a ride. And so a lot of it is fear. Fear, that's why I haven't done a podcast. Fear, that's why I haven't sold my books. I mean, I literally have stuff where I've written things down like, oh man, this would make money, I think. But I'm too scared because I'm like, I don't have a PhD behind my name or nothing. So it's, and I think I, I let stuff like that get to me. And I play myself when I do that because I could have been doing those fibers. I know all about it. I've seen how people get on there. I can show you how to tie shoes. <laughs> with a double knot and I'm like are you for real <laughs> are you for real so I'm sitting here and I, I agree with you 100% and I'm like you slipping on yourself because you have a lot of things that you have learned throughout the years I've had um, I'll tell y'all this one thing that happened um, it was a concert in Jackson I don't even remember what year that was probably 2014 it was summer jam or something and um, I think Lil Boosie then was there or whatever. French Montana was there. 
and Tambra Cherie was standing there talking to him and I had to be walking past and I was like oh my god that's French Montana you know I was like oh my god I got I don't know why I was starstruck don't take it the wrong way French but I was just not that type of person but I was kind of starstruck and so when I got a chance Tambra was like oh this is uh El Cherie she has the El Cherie alert da, 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 da. and I was like just like, he ain't gonna care nothing about that. That man said, oh, I've heard about her. I already know who she is. How does he know who I am? So that really freaked me out. And then when I talk to other celebrities who will say, I've heard a lot about you. I love your platform. I love what you're doing. Clearly, because I'm not digging for dirt and stuff like that. It is just really funny that it's just really funny how you, even with stuff like that, I still at times don't think I'm necessarily good enough and that's probably because of society and you know you got to have a certain amount of education or you have to have so much clout you know so many followers but I'm I tell people all the time I don't care if it's two people that's watching your live two people that's responded to your stuff keep pushing because you just never know who's actually paying attention to you who's watching, even to see if you just gonna give up, prove them wrong, just for the heck of it. I've learned a lot through the past, what, eight years now, almost nine, that, you know, I still have learning to do. So I go back and look at what some of the people that I look up to, what they're doing, how they're doing it, how I wanna improve it. And I just have to push myself out of my comfort zone. I did that this year or last year with the Sunday specials when I started doing a live. I didn't wanna do that. Somebody made me do that for real I did not want to do that and I was like I can't just do one that's gonna look weird it's gonna look stupid I can't do that so I had to turn it into a series and honestly was really freaking out because I don't like being in camera on front of the camera I just so I was just really you know awkward about doing that but sometimes it takes pushing yourself out of your comfort zone or being pushed out of your comfort zone and sometimes I believe God will make you uncomfortable to where you have to do just that so you have no other choice. Well, dang, I've been putting this off all this time. Now you don't have a choice. You got to do what you didn't really want to do because you were afraid to do it. And then when you get there, you're like, it ain't even that bad. It's not that bad. And then I can improve on this and my brand will grow. And now just when I'm doing no little simple Sunday specials, I've had so many people contact me. People have asked me to be a part of different things and want my advice on stuff. And I'm like, y'all sure y'all want my advice? <laughs> But you just never know. You you know, you just never know. You got to push yourself. And I think, honestly, this will help me get back to where I was trying to be before I had the baby, you know, before the postpartum, before the breakup, all of that. Don't worry about it. Just keep pushing. You got to push yourself. You got to push yourself and push fear to back as far back to you in, the, in your mind as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm um, pushing real quick, El Cherie. I'm going to go ahead and hold you accountable to it right now because that whole fear thing, Go ahead and tell the people where they can follow you so that they can go ahead, get over there, start your following. Go ahead and drop your Instagram account where they can follow you. And the El Sheree alert definitely is something to watch because like she said, she's not out here looking for dirt and you are known. It's it's that's why I wanted you on the podcast to start with. Like you, you are known and it is your own, like your, your own fear is your worst enemy. So go ahead, let, tell the people where to follow you. You can follow me at, at the T-H-E. L Sheree Alert, and that's on Facebook, Twitter. What else I got? LinkedIn <laughs> and Instagram. So that's at the T H E L Sheree Alert, and that's it. And I'm y'all. I'm very approachable. So I was like, just shoot me a DM so we can talk. See what you got. <laughs> yep. So Don't that's, that's how I am. Anymore. Not in 2021. You're not dimming your light. You are that person. And I yes, was going goes back to girlfriends too um like at one of my lowest periods ever you know p you hit me up and was like oh let me let you read this little bio about you i read the bio and i was just like like oh my god like this is me like you know so you do um you know sheree i definitely say i never knew you were scared um not one time did i ever feel like you know i remember back um even a boo app i remember I can go back, 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 back. 
um, with you. I and mean, I just remember being like, oh my God, like they're so cute. That's, you know, um, I never, ever felt like you were scared. So I think that, you know, that's another thing we have to make sure to put ourselves around the kind of people who gonna pump you up. Like they buy all that PR right there. They like, that was a pump up. Like I was, I sent it to my homeboy and he was like, yeah, damn. I'm like, right? That's me? So like, you know, that meant so much. I wasn't feeling like that. I wasn't feeling like I was none of those things. You know what I'm saying? Just like you sitting here saying, oh, well, I'm I'm fearful. I didn't know. I It was times when I looked at you and was like, damn, I just wish I could just get started. Her graphics look so good. Well, who do that? Well, you know, I think I asked you one time. I was like, well, who do your graphics? She was like, I do them. I'm like, oh, shit. She do our own graphics. Like, okay. You know, so um, we got to stay in these circles of people that going to pump us up. Pump me up. Don't have me feeling crazy, you know girlfriends and, and men too we just talked about that jealous you know girls get jealous just like me and it i you know how that goes but yeah we have to keep ourselves surrounded by people who think that we are absolutely amazing who don't see our fear who if they see that light dim a little bit they like oh wait 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 uh-uh turn it back up you know we're gonna be good definitely we're all gonna be just fine <laughs> yeah no i, I agree and i appreciate y'all i really do that's that's cool i appreciate y'all for that yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to do with this platform though, is to one, it's good that you're transparent enough though, to share that, you know, the fears are kind of what stops you sometimes. Cause it's important that other women hear that don't be alone in feeling afraid because we've all felt afraid of doing stuff. And even as I was getting ready to launch P Michelle podcast, I was thinking to myself, man, what if this goes faster than I want it to go? What am I going to do? But one of the things I credited to my um, stage performance in acting with Jay Lee the audience has no idea what's missing and what's not. Nope. You you drop a line, nobody knows but your director. That's it. Yep. And if you are the director, you're the only one that knows that you dropped the line. And as long as you are confident in knowing that the product that I put out here for the people is being well-received, that's all that matters. But definitely my goal with the podcast is to build this sisterhood, this girlfriend network, this network of women who, one, share their fears with others and encourage other people to do great things, but also encourage women to do more of building up. Because even as I was listening back to episode three, we talked about the lack of female mentors and Black women kind of being catty with each other and not building and supporting each other. It's time out for that. We have to continue to build each other up. We have to surround ourselves with positive voices and positive influence. And it's not gassing you up for the sake of gassing you up, but it's actually, I see something in you that you may not see in yourself. And it's important that I shed light on that thing and lift it up so that you can then see that what you're trying to come across or get out there is working. So thank you ladies both for joining me for episode five girlfriends all the ladies that are out there listening don't forget our affirmation for today i am a light and i cannot be dimmed please 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 continue to listen to the p michelle podcast go and follow the l sheree alert at the l sheree alert you'll see it in the comments on my instagram page i'm going to do a beautiful bio on l sheree as well yes um, yes i need another one two sis Absolutely. I got you, Nurse Brooke. And follow me at P. Michelle Podcast on Instagram. And please don't forget to follow my nonprofit because I'm also talking about multiple streams of income. But my nonprofit at PNP Helping Hands is a way that I give back to the community. So please follow both of those on Instagram and the El Sheree Alert on Instagram as well. Thank you guys for tuning in for episode five. Thank you ladies for being here. Your stories are meaningful and worthwhile and worth hearing for everyone. And I thank you so much. Don't forget to shine your light wherever you go. Bye y'all. Love y'all.
Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P. Michelle podcast to be young, gifted, black and female. Please head on over to Instagram and follow me at P. Michelle podcast and follow my nonprofit at PNP Helping Hands. Thank you for taking this journey with me. And I look forward to sharing more tips and tools to keep you sane and healthy.